brought to you by Your Sound, Your Community, Alive 90.5. National Radio News. Hello, I'm Liam O'Connell. Welfare groups say the latest inflation figures will trigger a blowout in the cost of living. Australia's inflation rate has jumped to its highest level in two decades, with the March quarterly figure sitting at 2.1%. The figure for the 12 months to March this year now sits at 5.1%, the highest it's been since the introduction of the GST in the year 2000. Continued shortages of building materials, labour and significant hikes in the price of fuel account for much of the inflation spike. Cassandra Goldie from the Australian Council of Social Service says the disadvantaged will be even further left behind if something is not done soon. We don't have a strong commitment at all from either of the major parties to lift uh, the income support payments to where they need to be. Authorities in the eastern European country of Moldova are working to find the cause of a series of explosions in a breakaway region under the control of Russian-backed separatists. The blast reportedly targeted radio masts and the state security building in Transnistra, which borders Ukraine. The BBC's Rachel Wright reports. President Maya Sandu of Moldova said the explosions were aimed at creating tensions in an area which has been controlled by pro-Russian separatists since 1992. The head of the separatists claims Ukraine has carried out the attacks, but Kiev accused Moscow of wanting to destabilise the region as a precursor to sending in Russian troops. In a thinly veiled threat, the Russian foreign ministry said it wanted to avoid a scenario in which Moscow would have to intervene. The opposition is pledging to raise nearly $2 billion through a new tax plan, targeting corporations using tax havens to avoid the tax office. The Labor has committed to implementing the global plan to fight profit shifting if it wins government at the next election. Announcing the policy, Shadow Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the changes will be limited to multinational corporations, saying he believes Australians are already suffering enough under cost of living pressures. The opposition believes the reforms will bring in an additional $1.89 billion over the next four years. Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews has suggested the Chinese government has interfered in the Australian election, timing the announcement of a security pact to harm the coalition government. The agreement between China and the Solomon Islands will allow the military power to build bases much closer to Australia than previously possible. The opposition has capitalised on the announcement, which is at odds with the coalition's election pitch of competent management of national security. Speaking to Nine Radio, Ms Andrews says the Chinese government understands the dynamics of next month's election. Beijing is clearly very aware that we're in a federal election uh, campaign here at the, at the moment. Why now? Why right in the middle of a federal election campaign is all this coming to, uh, to, to light? I mean, we talk about political interference and that has many forms. Turning to sport, and James Sicily will take on the captaincy of Hawthorne temporarily amidst a wider restructuring of the team in the absence of Ben McAvoy. The regular captain has been sidelined indefinitely following a neck injury at training last month. Hawthorne coach Sam Mitchell says he's hopeful McAvoy can return to the game in the back half of the season. And organisers of the Margaret River Pro have postponed the event for at least another two days, following a stormy weather forecast for Friday. Competition did get underway on Monday in difficult conditions, but lay periods have been called for the past two days. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network, and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. 
Hey, welcome to the studio, listening to Line 90.5 and your favorite radio talk show live, The Battlefield with Mario Beckes. But before we dig deep into the my guest today, Jason Lawrence, who is with us, you know, obviously from sunny Queensland, I will show, we're going to find out a little bit later. Let's go dig, what's the weather look like? Well, today, maximum temperature is going to be 22 degrees and uh, 40 degrees minimum chances of rain, 60% how that looks like rest of the week. Thursday, 40% rain again, 25 degrees maximum. Friday and Saturday, 27 degrees and 60% so the rain. And then Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, maximum temperature of 23 degrees. And of course, 50, 60, 80% chances of rain. You're listening alive, 90.5, live the battlefield with Mario Beckes. We take a short break and we come back with our guest, Jason Lawrence. Welcome to the Breakthrough Life the Battlefield podcast series, presented by the Managing Director of Insight Intelligence Group, ex-military and diplomatic security intelligence services specialist, and now best-selling author, Mario Beckish, ambassador and activist for humanity. Everything in this podcast is drawn from Mario's first-hand experiences, from his vulnerable childhood to his 1,800 consecutive days as a combatant in the brutal Croatian Civil War culminating in the forging of a new life and business in Australia. These podcasts deliver a stimulating, original and new perspective, coupled with insights, tactics, tools and routines that you can use to live more effectively as your best self in this challenging world. Ultimately, Life the Battlefield talks about the most important concerns we all have. How to have hope. To cope. How to survive and thrive in 2022 and beyond and invites you to join the conversation. They don't try to Hey, welcome back to the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, my name is Mario Beckes and you're listening a line at 90.5 greatest way to talk show live the battlefield and today is a true pleasure it's a true privilege to have the guest with me it's online on a zoom so you're going to be able not just to hear this interview as a podcast tonight after 7 p.m but as well you can see this as a video so I ask my guest because i brought the ipad to record this video instead of me bringing <laughs> my my laptop so jason welcome to the studio Thank you for having me, Mario. Thank you for thank you for being with, with us today, Jason. I just like to see how was the things. So where you where do you where do you live in Queensland? Uh, live in Brisbane, um, about six kilometers from the city itself. So uh, easy commute to work every day. Okay, that's a good one. So, Jason, there is no easy way to introduce you, and the reason why it's not easy way to introduce you because your way what are you doing it's truly unique it's truly something special um it's a tactical communications so would you mind to introduce yourself for our listeners who is jason lawrence and what is what are tactical communications okay um so uh yeah as you've said uh jackson lawrence is my name um I grew up uh, in Brisbane, um, yes. my family, 
my dad uh, was a police officer for 33 years, so I have um, a long association with um, uh, law enforcement in that manner. Um, uh, obviously went to high school here, left, uh, became a tradesman for about eight years, and uh, then I joined the military um, after being sick and tired of being um, yeah. a tradesperson. <laughs> okay. Um, being dirty all the time, so uh, I thought I'd go into a clean job. So uh, joined the Royal Australian Air Force as a police officer um, in the mid-90s. Uh, did several years in that role. Uh, left there, um, not for any reason except for that they changed the actual policing role to a security role. And I didn't necessarily want to do a policing role. I wanted to be more investigation type work. Uh, left the Air Force and joined Queensland Transport Department as an on-road inspector and spent seven years of my life out in Western Queensland, um, uh, basically um, doing heavy vehicle enforcement. Um, had a multitude of, um, uh, I would say, successes within that role, um, including the second largest uh, fatigue management investigation in Queensland yes. at the time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, spent a year basically locked in an office doing a, uh, an investigation, a lot of paperwork around. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a go easy, yeah. That's, that's the truth. Eh? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, the one thing people don't tell you when you get into investigations is the paper trail. Um, had several roles as uh, compliance trainers, um, uh, almost 16 years now um, over at the Office of Fair Trading um, yes. in a multitude different roles. Um, and in 2019, uh, I was asked to come on board to uh, a company in Brisbane called Best Practices Regulatory Services um, as the principal training uh, facilitator for the tactical communication uh, sector. Um, so that's what I deliver now uh, across Queensland at the moment, uh, simply because of COVID and COVID restrictions. Um, however, uh, we will most definitely uh, be going back Australia-wide uh, once obviously everything opens back up again um, to deliver our course. No, I'm looking forward. Uh, for all listeners, I'd like to just explain very quickly. We, we don't have the guests like Jason Lawrence every day in, in, in studio. And for this, I'm very grateful. And i tell you some why, because later on, I'm going to ask the Jason why communications are very important not just to communicate with the people, but why to diffuse situation. But before we sh- take a short break, Jason, I was doing some little digging and uh, I found a major common reason why the relationships and marriages fall apart. That is communications. But there's a particular reason, trigger point. When a husband says to wife, I will do something by then, 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 by that time, and wife comes back and says, oh, the girlfriend or whatever it is, says, well, why didn't you done this, what you promised? And that actually trigger point where the communications escalates and uh, very bad words comes from both sides, but as well can escalate as well into the wrong direction. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Lawrence from Brisbane with us in studio. We take a short break, and after the break, we'll talk to our guests online and uh, my partner crime arrived elastanic as well
Mortgage Broker. We focus on providing you with personal service and expert advice to help you find the home loan which best suits your requirements. Ranging from first home loans, refinancing, investment home loans, self-employed home loans, debt consolidation and SMSF loans. With a large network of lending institutions at our fingertips, we can assist you in making a well-informed decision that will save you time and money. Call us on 1300 562 649. Australian Credit Licence 504481. Station Sponsor. What's on at Workers? Enjoy free live music every Saturday night at Workers Blacktown. Every Saturday night and Sunday afternoon at Workers Sports. And every Sunday afternoon at Workers Humitus. Plus, enjoy a full range of dining facilities. Visit the website at www.workersclub.com.au for the full music schedule, plus plenty of other activities including raffles, bingo, promotions and fun events. Workers is your club. Station sponsor. The Leukaemia Foundation is the only national not-for-profit organisation dedicated to the care and cure of patients and families living with leukaemia, lymphoma, myeloma and related blood disorders. The Leukaemia Foundation receives no ongoing government funding. We rely on the generosity of the community. A donation to the Leukaemia Foundation will help improve the quality of lives of patients and families and aid vital research into better treatments and cures. Visit leukemia.com and welcome back to the studio we are our guest Jason Lawrence from Brisbane so Jason communications why did you choose that track why did you use and choose that part to be expert in communications and not any communications tactical communications question Mario um 
I think that uh, the, the careers that I've chosen throughout my life, uh, whether it be law enforcement, um, military, uh, compliance type roles, we undertake uh, training and we learn how to uh, interpret legislation. We learn how to, you know, issue infringement notices and so forth, so forth. But there is never ever um, a basis or a training put around or an expectation that staff are going to naturally know how to deal with uh, potentially aggressive clients. And when you deal in those uh, outward facing, uh, very client orientated type roles, especially in compliance and law or regulatory type roles, inevitably you are gonna come across upset and angry people uh, because the world that we work in is usually something has happened and there is a consequence or an outcome from it. And quite often it's negative towards the person. Um, so yes, we deal with a lot of uh, unhappy people within our line. And what I realized over the years is that it doesn't matter what organization I've been in, there's never been a real focus on teaching our staff. And I've been one of those staff members on how to effectively deal with those angry clients and de-escalate the situations. Yes. Now, policing roles, police have guns, capsicum spray, handcuffs yes. and so forth. So they have a different level of ability to be able to deal with uh, angrier clients. Whereas if you're basically going out there with your personality and uh, dealing with someone, at the end of the day, when you strip it down, it doesn't matter what job you do, underneath you're a human being. And if something's said to you that gets a reaction or a rise from you, most of the time you will deal and react with it um, in a human type manner. So over the years, I've just really come to realize that as organizations, it's one of our big failings. And I managed a um, complaint intake area for just over five years where we did a lot of our complaints via phone. Yes. And we were with about 16,000 people per year um, over the phone. And just the words that our staff would use could trigger conflict. So I worked a lot with our staff during that time uh, to uh, change our wording so that it was almost, we were always in a state of de-escalation and uh, to get the nice uh, words out for people. So when I was asked to come on board to start to deliver um, tactical communications, I already brought with me a wealth of understanding that quite often is words that we say in these roles is what is the trigger. So my big takeaway for our clients when I um, deliver this course to them is check yourself before you go out to deal with your clients and have a look at perhaps some of the words you are using, the way you're standing, your body language, are a lot of the contributors to why perhaps your clients are getting uh, perhaps um, upset or aggressive in the first place. So it's not just necessarily, and um, the reason why we use the word tactical communications is the tactical is the whole package yes. of what we're delivering. Um, it's not just necessarily the words we are delivering. So when I came on board, I'd had a few um, probably hairy experiences throughout my career. Um, I've had uh, several, and I've had one experience where I would say was life-threatening 
um, with a gentleman with a butcher's knife. And at the end of the day, uh, I was an unarmed person and I talked this person around uh, to um, uh, probably not putting holes in my body. Okay. (laughs) And I came out of it. And it was a really powerful lesson for me as a a young officer to realise that um, the words we use uh, are so powerful and yet we train so little in bringing that out in human beings. Um, And when we go into these uh, almost reactive type states when we are dealing with people, that quite often we will resort back to almost that um, primitive way of thinking as our brain switches um, and, you know, the fight or flight comes into it. Uh, so, yeah, we, we don't always um, have that ability to say the right words to people in those higher stress situations. So that's the basis around the course is trying to get people to think about the words that we use um, in these scenarios to de-escalate in the first place. I'd like to ask a question before the Ella, she's she's blasting us both, you know, because she's a lady. And of course, she's yep. going to have the her angle on this conversation. Why, yep. why, why nobody, and be frank with you, Jason, you were the first one I spoke about communications to be the tool, you know, to enhancing relationship, to the escalator, diffuse. Why? There's, there's nobody corporations like, and I visited quite a number of communi- uh, corporations, but I never heard that anybody invested in such a, a venture, you know what I mean, like what you're doing right now. And particularly, you'll agree with me, maybe maybe uh, Ella's going to agree or disagree with me, that the COVID actually brought in us different uh, humans, I would say, right? Because I see... A part of people being a little bit selfish and rude, but I can see that everybody looks to pick the fight, which, I, I, you know, like, and I'm in Australia only for 22 years, I'm, I'm not even born here, but from very first day, I always say the nicest people on this planet, they're Australians, but something happened. So, like, my question is, Jason, why was no more investment by corporations in this type of business you're doing, communications? sure to be honest Mario and my research that I've looked into just in the last three years is that um, just within the retail sector for instance so Coles, Woolies, Myers, Aldi whatever where you go and shop and buy your clothes has had about an 85% increase in verbal and physical assaults against their staff members so it's mind-blowing for myself to think why are these big corporations not investing more in this kind of um, workplace training for staff? And take away my background, my military background, my policing and and my compliance background. Human beings, and when I grew up, we sat around the table at night and we talked and we shared stories. And Dad had always interesting stories. As I said, he was a police officer. And even when I joined the military, we, you know, we would sit around and talk to people. But I think that, Mario, the ability for human beings to interact these days is diminishing because of technology. Um, you know, no one picks up a phone anymore. They text message or they send an email at the best. So the ability for human beings to communicate verbally these days is certainly diminishing. 
And when we get into these high stress situations, uh, such as conflict, so whether or not it's in a shop or whether or not you've been pulled over by a police officer or someone simply told you something at work that you don't agree with, we go back to almost that primeval or that many um, uh, Neanderthal type way of dealing yes. with things is uh, fight or flight. And words are generally exchanged and it's the heat of the moment battle, I suppose, that is coming out more and more. And it's being fueled by the capture of these moments on social media and people are starting to think or believe that this is a social norm these days. So it's becoming an acceptable part of the way that human beings are interacting with each other. Ella, and what do you think what the Jason says? Yeah, there's there's I, been... I Go ahead. Yes, Ellie. Yes, Ella. Ah, I just think that there's been so much unpacked that my brain is being bombarded with thoughts and questions. I think Jason is in such powerful area that is so, so needed in the world right you know, now. The best part it is, can I, can, I, can I drop something bomb? Yes. You know, I love his post on LinkedIn. Everything's directed to people uh, enhance. Mm. He doesn't do these things, you know, like, I'm the coach, you know, look at me, I have a solution for everything. Sorry, you're... you're <laughs> yeah, I'm one of these. I'm a coach. <laughs> I've got a solution. Not to everything, to a few key problems. Yeah. But Jason, I am really in admiration of, of your take on navigating conflict before it possibly escalates through communication. I, I think most human beings would love to know how to connect more in a conversation, how to communicate better. I... I do think that a lot of the conflict could be resolved personally and professionally through a better skill of communication. And I know from my clients, uh, women in business and in, in, in high executive roles, they do continuously want to improve their communication. And as much as oftentimes they are quite good at managing their state, quite aware of what energy, yeah. nonverbal communication they bring to the table, They definitely want to continuously improve the skill of communication because it's not as much about what you say to another human being, but are you understanding how they are listening to you? So it's about really building. But that's exactly that's what the Jason he yes, does. Yes, exactly. You know, like you're spot on, and I wish, I wish that people, you know, go to Jason because you know after this COVID and as I said like I can see from my experience and I can see people around me they change the way how they communicate becomes continuous escalation it's like everybody's mm. edgy and everything else but yet we have the so many experts there like you know if you want to be successful you need to dream if you want to do this this but we're forgetting the communication and Jason before we go I need to ask you are you helping people like I learn a hard way, but you know, when you go do presentation somewhere, we meet a potential client and you're being challenged, you know, verbally, you know, that they try to <clears throat> put you down, right? Is this is something you can train people as well not to lose the 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 the, the, the cool, the, the, the cool. <laughs> because it's happened to me a few times and I was not happy, you know. I I, I beat my, 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 my lip, you know what I mean? Mm. Because I just want to say like, you know, who you think you are to, you know, say these things to me. Is this something you help as well people to be, as well to learn how to communicate if they come in position uh, where the other side lose the call, as Ella says? Yeah, most definitely. I, um, 
one of the big things that we touch on, uh, one of my sayings during the course is walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Because most of our interactions with human beings throughout the day are very tiny, really. You know, we go into a shop and we meet a shopkeeper for, say, five minutes. We go to work and we work with a lot of different people, depending on the size of your organisation. And we may only interact with that person for half an hour. We have no idea what's going on in their life to start with. And, you know, you look at just the craziness of the last three years with the pandemic. Yes. Um, people's financially have been ruined, you know, um, people's lives have been <clears throat> torn apart. Um, they've had family members perhaps very sick or pass away from COVID and they still battle on and come to work, but we don't know what's that underlying bubbling um, issue with them. And we may ask them a question where they bite your head off, but it's not necessarily projected at me. Yes, It's something that's going on in their life. And that mm. is the big thing that people to look at is that we come in and out of people's lives in microseconds, really. It's macro and micro is our world. Yes. And so it's 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 just there. It's the click of the finger. And sometimes someone may say something to you, you've just got to let it roll off your shoulders. And particularly the world that I've operated in for the last 27 years, I haven't necessarily bit my tongue, but I've just learned to almost let it bounce off my armour. Um, because otherwise you would be in fights with people or conflict every single minute of the day. So uh, I hope that probably helped answer that question. No, absolutely. Let's just pursue. Listen, Align 90.5, live the battlefield with Ella Staniak, Mario Beckes, and our guest in Brisbane, Jason Lawrence. Feel free to come tonight on website alive905.com.au and you can click under this radio show podcast. There's going to be an entire interview with Jason. We take a short break and come back with more questions. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. InsightIntelligence.com. Station sponsor. We all know that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral? With none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance, $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900, ask for Richard Spiteri, or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals, station sponsor. Shaggy, Road Boy, Eddie, ha, 
checking software usage across the major vendors like SAP, Oracle, IBM, Microsoft and VMware. Are you looking to reduce your software fees? Are you worried about being audited? Are you migrating to the cloud? Do you need help working out your software usage versus entitlements? Contact us at Invictus Partners today before you get hit with a compliance fine. Go to www.invictuspartners.com to arrange a no-obligation discussion to see how we can help you. Station sponsor. This train will be stopping at Pendle Hill, Toongabi, Seven Hills. Black Town! You are my Black Town, my only Black Town. You make me happy when skies are grey. You never notice how much I love you. Please don't take my Black Town away. Mount Druid, St Mary's, Warrington. Show your support and show up. Blacktown City FC. Your town, your team. Every week, House With No Steps helps over 2,000 people with disabilities to make the most of their abilities. We organise meaningful employment, innovative accommodation, activity programs and respite services to give carers a much-needed break. We help people with a disability live with dignity and independence. You can support House With No Steps with your donation or enter our art union. Visit hwns.com.au or phone 1-800-068-064. With your help, we can do so much more. And welcome back to Studio Listening Online 90.5, Sydney most favorite radio talk show, live the battlefield with awesome Mario Beckers and Ella Stania <laughs> and our guests from Tactical Communication, Jason Lawrence from Brisbane. I'm imp- I'm imploring you, feel free to come tonight to website live905.com.au 
and check this interview is going to be in the form of the podcast it is something which you really really need when you're in your organization it's not just about how to communicate but how to use communication as a tool to defusing situations not to escalate and protect other people but jason let's go back to you jason there's a one of your goals or key objectives it's to make women come home safe can you guide us through that process what is that about and why doing this hey um so well, many years ago i started to uh practice in uh krav maga uh, here in brisbane uh went from um uh, the first free night to student to uh instructor and one of um one of the areas that interested me the most was to specialize in the women's self defense and uh i undertook a course and specialized in it and you asked me why i focus on it i have seen a, an increasing trend over the years and probably the last 15 years yes. as um uh more and more women come into roles that traditionally have been men orientated mm-hmm. um is a great thing because it gives the the diversity in the the mindsets of people throughout the organizations i work with is expanding more and more um as we have that almost an equal balance of male and females within our our areas um certainly within the military uh as i said earlier um I'm still an active reservist within the security mustering within uh, the Royal Australian Air Force have been for 16 years and uh it was quite interesting that I ran training the other day for operational safety uh, yes. which is the uh, cuffing and uh capsicum spray and uh, baton use and so forth oh and two of the entire groups that came in were all women so it was very obvious to me that uh the days are gone of where men are dominating these spaces anymore um and i'm not saying that that is a bad thing at all because i said the differences that women bring into the workplace is absolutely mind blowing and the organisation of where my normal day job is yes. uh, within state government uh it's about 60 to 70% of our investigators are female so we have this uh almost our stripping of yes. the males now with females coming into these areas where they will deal with people who are not necessarily um going to be nice to them whether they're male or female so the reason why I went into specialize within the females um I suppose realm especially around the self defense sector yes. um and in, and within Krav Maga was to be able to give myself um almost like an inside view of the way that females uh deal with conflict yes the way females um deal with fear and the way that females fight because <laughs> they fight really differently than men do <laughs> absolutely we what, have nails if, oh okay yeah you have the nails of course so. yeah you have uh nails and shoes and uh you don't you don't take conflict head on like men do uh where men beat their chests and uh you know yeah i'm the alpha male yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh females don't so to learn the psychology of how females interact in that fear based sector and deal with conflict 
is the very reason why I went into it to be able to have a better understanding of the, the, the nature and the psychology of dealing with the fear that is associated with conflict so that I could better train uh, our staff, not only within the military sector that I um, work within, but also our staff within compliance-based or investigative type roles. Ella, what do you think? It's music to my ears. That is uh, very much my motivation for that female uh, orientation. And it's music to... Yeah, he just want to say something. Yes, Alec, now it's your time. Well, I'm just saying it's music to my ears because here I am fighting the good, the good fight, helping more empowered and healthy, thriving women to access great leadership roles in business and in corporate. And I'm hearing that in Jason's area, in investigations, 60-70% of women. I mean, again, I really understand where it's coming from that feminine quality of leadership is um, yeah. all about inclusiveness and empathy and the feminine qualities are more about um, uh, gathering, um, understanding, slowing down in the process. So it makes sense that when it comes to conflict deconstruction or de-escalating, those feminine qualities are very handy whether used by men or women. Yes. Um, as you said, in a masculine qualities, masculine quality drives for a solution. It must fix the problem fast. Now, when we talk conflict, that's not very handy a lot of the times. But what if you want the conflict start rising between the male, male and female? Well, it could be. <laughs> it starts rising from so many different differences. But in usual, it's the fact that the individual, in my belief, feels somewhere misunderstood, unacknowledged, or that they are not being heard, their point of view is not respected, or them as a human being are not being respected. And you just mentioned, if we can stop or learn a skill of not taking things personally in any interaction, because Jason said it's not often about the person having an issue with us, it's them having an issue that they are processing. I think that's where the conflict oftentimes starts. An individual not feeling on some level validated, acknowledged, um, or their sense, point of yeah. view not being Jason, seen. What's, what do you see as a main main reason why the conflict arises between the male and female at workplace, for example? What's the main trigger um, why, the, why the conflict is rising? I think from a male's point of view, a lot of the time it's triggered by ego. Men don't like to back down in conflict. And, uh, you know, we've been fighting wars for thousands and thousands of years. And uh, it is really ingrained in our, our makeup and our masculinity to always be on that front foot and fighting and so forth. But we have now women coming into these... Um, sectors that traditionally weren't male dominated uh, weren't female dominated and now the mirrors flipping and we're seeing that uh, as i said we've got 60 to 70 percent of our investigators are female male egos are being bruised because you've got females coming in telling them that there are consequences and so forth the one thing that i have found and it is i think that women do um, a lot better than men. One is that they have an ability to be able to explain things in detail a lot better. 
and they also have an ability to be able to actively listen. Mm. Men are all on, uh, they're hearing stuff going in, they're always looking at blurting out an answer. <laughs> we never yeah. ever completely hear what is being said. Whereas most of the women that I've dealt with and work with over the years have an ability to listen to what is being said, ingest it, and then give a very detailed um, thought process back to that person about how they are going to either help with a solution, an outcome, or so forth. And so I think that's why women have the ability to de-escalate a lot better than men. Yes. However, men to try with the standover tactics <laughs> to start with in the first place. I think that way, can, yeah, you're right. I think that male society is a long way to learn. I think it's going to take a few generations to be accept the females yeah. and they're not just a good for the kitchen, you know what I mean, cleaning and everything else that they are. The interesting thing is with the male brain is a 10% bigger than w- w- female brain. I'm not sure did you know that. It's a 10% bigger than female brain. But yet women processing things 10 times quicker than the male. Yeah, it's all about efficiency, not the size of the oh mechanism. Oh, God, you look like, like, like. <laughs> We take a short break, listening live 90.5, live to Butterfield, our guest, Jason Lawrence from the Brisbane, and awesome Ella Staniak. We take a short break, and after this, we're going to talk to Jason more. Every Friday night from 9, turns back the clock to remember those classic hits of the 50s. Ring, ring, goes the bell. 60s. I with you. And the 70s. Join Tara McGay as she relives the music of three great decades. Jukebox memories. Some tried to stop it. Rock and roll has got to go. Most of us loved it. Paul McCartney. Jukebox Jive. Every Friday night from 9 on FM 90.5. The Hills, Parramatta and Cumberland. Alive 90.5. Una 
studio it's uh seven minutes eight minutes to 3 p.m when the news coming and it's time to wrap up the first part of the show our awesome guest jason lawrence with us in studio on zoom it's gonna be later on in a audio version as well we're gonna pack him into podcast so you can come tonight on our website live905.com.au and you can learn a lot about tactical communications but jason before we wrap wrap up you know i wanted to ask you because it's a burning desire in me and everybody who knows me they know that i'm the you know i'm the junkie for the for the for the boxing you know for the summaries i think it's a midlife crisis you know last 10 years <laughs> must be something <laughs> good crisis if you ask me oh god oh, they, they just <laughs> it's like i need a extra private insurance health insurance uh, so jason i often see you you are train you are doing hard work and why you are trained when you know i was say like myself you know we stage of the life where we should enjoy the life you know what i mean and uh, talk about past and you know not caring about health why you are keeping yourself so healthy and fit mario it's a data point for me um i've always Ever since I've grown up, I've always been in sport of some description. Um, I've always generally done sports that have been individual, uh, played squash for many years, which yeah. is high impact. Um, uh, and then I said, I got involved in, in Krav Maga, which is a pretty full on uh, self-defense system uh, designed and developed by the Israelis. Yes. Um, so pretty full on and hardcore and I, I couldn't just be satisfied being a student. I went on to become an instructor. I've been in and around the military for most of my adult life. Um, 
and I just I won't call myself a junkie because junkie is okay. Such that's a, that's <laughs> but, yeah, you but you but you you turn like a devil, honestly, and that that's a full admiration yeah. from my end because that gives the enough and ever you know maybe she can support me this one maybe not but i truly believe in life it's very important to be healthy and you know we can talk about anything on everything and your physical and mental status of your of, of you is reflecting your business and for that one i'm inviting everybody to come on a jason lawrence tactical communication um Instagram, I want you to give him all love, support, subscribe, and watch him. He trains, and he doesn't complain whatsoever. But Jason, before we wrap it up, for all our listeners, how people can contact you and what services you're offering so people can come to you? Righty. Um, we have a, a website, um, www.tacoms, T-A-C-C-O-M-S, dot com dot A-U. Um, uh, you can also get us at info at tapcoms.com.au. Um, my personal email address is jason at bprs.com.au. Um, that's probably the best way. And as you've mentioned, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at jason.l. Is, um, and, and if you uh, know Mario, uh, you can find me on there. Yes, I, uh, thank you connected with Mario um, I am on Instagram um, under Jason Lawrence training um, and I also have a Facebook page under Jason Lawrence training um, you asked about my um, grueling routines of what I put myself through yes it helps my it helps my mental health Mario uh, I am 51 years old um, and earlier this year, I wasn't happy with my weight and I dropped 10 kilos. Um, people asked me why, because I wasn't happy. And so they're the little things that I do when I continue to do, because I meet so many people that are my age in their 50s and even younger that are not healthy. And those people are not happy in life. And if you're in a role where you're supposed to be protecting people and making people safe, then, you know, if you've got a healthy mind and a healthy body, it goes a long way to portraying an image for people that you yes. can at least help them uh, to some degree. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason, for being our guest today. Uh, Elle and I, we're very grateful. I'm inviting everybody to come on website tonight at live905.com.au. Hear this interview with Jason Lawrence. You'll be glad you did it. Jason, thank you very much. I'm hoping that you're going to enjoy the day um, and that it, you're going <clears> to <throat> help many people there who's going to um, hear these benefits of tactical, tactical communications. So stay with us uh, on, uh, on, a, on a Zoom. Jason, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the first hour. We take a short break now and we come back after the news. L and I, and this is going to be a heated discussion, maybe fight, and maybe, maybe we need to call the Jason later on to come here to learn that fight. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for Jason Lawrence from the Brisbane Tactical Communications. L and I, we say goodbye for the next couple of minutes. After the break, we come back after the news, waiter, and you're listening live, 90.5, live to Butterfield. <laughs>
Stumble into town 